guys. Um, but anyways, today we start a new series. I'm so excited about it. It's called The Red Letter Revolution. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to take a look at the Bible in, in the book of Matthew and talk about what Jesus talked about, right? The Bible's full of tons of history and, and really awesome stories and great lessons and examples and things we can learn by and inspiration. But there are certain letters in the Bible that are read. Those are the things that Jesus actually spoke. Those are the, the times where he was the one who was teaching and talking. And so we're going to spend a few weeks looking at those things. We're starting today, and what we're looking at is the parable of unforgiveness. And so we're starting this morning talking about unforgiveness. And uh, when I say I could have a resume to share this message, it's not the resume of, yay, I'm so great at forgiving. It's actually the other, like, this is my struggle, this is my greatest struggle, is unforgiveness and holding on to unforgiveness. So this morning, before we get into it, I want you to take a moment to just, in your own words, define what you think forgiveness is. So you on your handout, when you came in, there's a section for you to be able to fill that out. If you wouldn't mind right now taking a moment, fill that out for me. You get like 30 seconds to do so. So unforgiveness, forgiveness, what is it? Like I said, this is a real struggle of mine and something that I've been working on in my life. And um, because it has been so much of a struggle, a lot of what I'm sharing today has been birthed out of an authentic place of what God has been doing in my life since I was a young person. And I've heard it said so many times, and maybe you have too, that unforgiveness is like poison. You pour the cup for the other person and uh, then drink it for yourself. Or unforgiveness is like pouring a glass of poison, drinking it yourself, but expecting it to hurt somebody else. Or maybe you've heard people say, forgiveness, it's not for them, it's for you. And while all those quotes that are out there about forgiveness are true, and they're powerful, and they offer a different perspective, they don't take away from the pain that has birthed unforgiveness in the first place. My heart sank into my stomach. I swore the room started spinning. I fell to my knees, and I began to open my mouth to yell, why? But all that came out were tears. How did this happen? My mind started racing to the signs that I had missed, and then... I thought back to the first moment we met. Then it caught back up with reality. Here I was, at rock bottom, kneeling in my bedroom floor. How do I move on from this? How do we move on from this? How will I address this situation? Do I address it? I guess if I had to be honest with you, I knew. I knew there was someone else in the picture. I just always hoped I was wrong. As much as I knew, I hoped. I begged to be wrong. But now, I have no more chances to be wrong. It's real. My spouse was unfaithful. What about my kids? How will they feel? What about my friends? Wait a minute. 
What about me? My sadness has now completely turned into anger. I'm mad. How could he do this to me? Why did she have to happen to me, to us? Forgive? God, you want me to forgive? Never. I can never move on from this. So today we're going to be taking a look in Matthew. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. What we see is Peter beginning to ask Jesus a question, and this is the dialogue. Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. You guys just took a moment to define forgiveness. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look and see what Google says forgiveness is. We'll see, we'll see who gets the A pluses in here. So forgiveness is defined as this, the action or process of forgiving, (laughs) super anticlimactic, right? Okay, so what does forgiving mean? Forgiving is being ready and willing to forgive. Again, another anticlimactic definition. And so let's take a look at forgive. What does it mean to forgive? To forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. So if we look at those red letters again, this is what's really being said. Lord, how often should I stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone? And Jesus says, you don't stop. You don't stop working on that anger. You don't stop working on that resentment. You keep going at it. Jesus is saying you don't stop. You must always release the anger and the resentment. Don't say a word or it will just make things worse. Don't say a word. What's the point in speaking up? They won't believe you. Don't speak up now. It's dangerous if you do. Even though deep down I want so badly to tell someone so I can stop living in this prison that has been created for me. I'm trapped. I cannot get out because I can't say a word to anyone or it will just get worse. I'm alone. It's dark. This is the only life I'll ever know, full of hatred and hopelessness. It's hard to smile anymore. Every time I go back to that room, it happened. Any joy I had left is stolen from me. Is there even joy to steal anymore? The room in that moment won't escape my mind. I'm constantly going back to that moment. I'm sweating. This is scary. Don't say a word. Fake another smile. Let them think you're fine. Why did this have to happen to me? God, why didn't you save me? Forgive? God, You want me to forgive? Never. I can never move on from this. So if we continue on in Matthew, we see Jesus teach us why. Why does he call us to this kind of forgiveness? So verses 23 to 35 share a parable that Jesus uses to teach. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of the debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, 
along with his wife, his children, everything he owned. The man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me, I will pay it all. Then the master was filled with pity for him, he released him and he forgave him of his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him thousands of dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and he demanded him, pay it all. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him again, be patient with me, I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in jail, prison, until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were really upset. And so picture that situation with me, right? Maybe there's someone in your life who you've seen, been, they've received grace or they've been given forgiveness only to turn around and choose not to give with what they have been given. They chose not to do that. And so as people who are watching this and observing this, they're frustrated. And so they go to the king and they tell him what's happening. They went to the king and they told him everything that had happened. When the king called in the man he had originally forgiven, he says, you are evil. I forgave you because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have that kind of grace and that kind of mercy on your fellow servant? The angry king sent this man to prison to be tortured until he could pay all of his debt off. That's what our heavenly father will do if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Jesus is using this parable to teach us that forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a call to action. I think a lot of times we pair forgiveness with the right timing, right? When I feel ready, when I understand why this had to happen, when I have experienced resolve, when I feel like the time is right, that's when I'll choose to forgive. That's when I'll choose to release this anger. That's when I'll choose to release this resentment. But right now, in this moment, because we can see that forgiveness is not a feeling but a call to action, you can be resolved today. You can make terms today with the fact that when someone angers you tomorrow or in a few days or in a week, you can be resolved today that you will not have room in your life for anger or resentment. They are just strangers. They're my family, for heaven's sakes. It hurts when they don't call, and it, and it hurts when I'm not included in their activities. Why can't they understand that family isn't supposed to be like this? They talk behind my back, and they lie to me, and it, it hurts. And when they refuse to show support and help each other so we can be a close family, it hurts twice as much. I have spent so many years serving them. Do they seriously not understand how much I overlook for them? This isn't right. This isn't fair. Why would they say and do such awful things? How, how have I disappointed them? It's paralyzing when all my efforts go unnoticed. What have I done? This is not the family I had pictured. Forgive? 
God, you want me to forgive? Never. I can never move on from this. So this parable that Jesus used to teach not only shows us that forgiveness is a call to action, but it does affirm that forgiveness is not for them. It is for you. It's for me. And when God calls us to walk in forgiveness, it's really so that we can walk in freedom. And so we sang about freedom today, but I think God wants us to do a lot more about than, rather than singing about it and walk in a lifestyle of freedom. And so today, later, we're going to have an opportunity to respond to today by choosing to step into action, choosing to operate in forgiveness. We'll have that opportunity to do that today. But as we really look at that scripture, when we see what this, what this debtor was doing, though we don't have a lot of context, though we don't really know a ton of why he chose to turn around, why when he was given grace, did he turn around and expect and demand in ways from someone who did something similar to him? Why? doesn't really give us a lot of the why, but what it does show us is that in both situations, he was focused on one person, and that was himself. Right? When, when you're going to throw me into jail, into prison, for, or not paying you back, I beg you for mercy. Have mercy on me, because who wants to be thrown in prison? And then when, when you can't pay me back for what you've done to me, I'm going to make you pay until you can give me that ASAP. Again, about himself. So Jesus is using this parable to teach us that there is an alternative way to live. We don't have to live like this. You are not given authority to give other people that kind of sentence. They're going to call my name. I know I'm going to get that promotion. I just know it. I've worked so hard. I've done everything that they have asked me to do. When the boss pulled me in last month, he told me I had a really, really good chance. All I needed to do was follow the steps that he'd laid before me. And the promotion goes to, boy, my palms are sweating and my chest is pounding. The promotion goes to not me. Swallow the lump. Don't let them see the tears. You're a man. Men don't cry over things like this. Men don't cry. Harden your heart. Don't let yourself feel anything. Get over it. Why should I get over this? I, I deserve this. What didn't I do? I did everything I was supposed to. I, I'm good. I know I'm good. Am I good? Hey, the boss is looking at me now. Smile. Smile back at him and don't let him see your sadness. Chalk it all up. It's going to be okay. Confused? Yes, I'm confused. Hurt? Boy, I am so hurt. But why me? Why does it always happen to me? Forgive? God, you want me to forgive? Never. I can never move on from this. Life is hard, and most of the time, the reason why we battle with unforgiveness is because of that, because life is hard, and sometimes what people do really does cause pain. The place where you hurt so bad, and you can't 
possibly even fathom letting go of that kind of pain. That place, that dark place, is real, and it hurts, and that's why, that's where unforgiveness is birthed. But it's in that raw place where we begin to justify our unforgiveness, and we learn how to live comfortable while also not forgiving. I know that's real for me, right? Like, well, what they did was so little or it was so big, so I don't want to even address it. And so I'm just gonna learn how to live with this person even though I don't want to offer forgiveness to them. And so I learn how to live with them because I don't wanna offer them forgiveness for what they did to me. And so I get comfortable living in unforgiveness because what they did to me was real. But when Jesus uses this parable, what he's teaching us is that forgiveness can change the trajectory of your future. See, if the person who received forgiveness turned around to forgive, he would have never ended up in jail. The parable would look different if he forgave in the same way he was forgiven. And so I have to believe that if I want to walk in freedom, if I want my life to look different, then I have to forgive the way God has forgiven me. We have an opportunity to experience freedom, but this kind of freedom is only found in forgiveness. You have cancer. It was the only word I heard of a 15-minute conversation I had with my doctor. I wonder if he knew I wasn't really there. Those three words sent me into the darkest place I've ever been. My kids? How do I tell my kids? My parents? What do I tell them? Why me? Why me? What did I do wrong? What did I eat wrong? I knew I needed to get healthier. I knew I needed to fix my diet. Gosh, dang it, why didn't I just get healthy? Why didn't I change my habits when I had the chance? In the middle of my mind racing thoughts, the claustrophobic feeling invaded my space. Get this cancer out of me now. I don't care what you have to do. I just want it gone. It was like I was stuck in an elevator. I couldn't get out of it. I was pushing the buttons and calling for help. All the while, nothing, nothing was able to get me out of this cancer. Do you have any questions for me? The doctor asked. No. I'm good. Thanks, I reply. Forgive? God, you want me to forgive? Never. I can never move on from this. So because this has been a struggle in my life, this unforgiveness, when Pastor Craig came to me, I'm, I'm super thankful for the opportunity. I love being on staff alongside our pastors here. Um, but when he came to me with the opportunity to share on unforgiveness, I knew that preparing for this message was going to look a lot different than it ever has for me before. And so this week looked like some hard conversations. 
It was looking my husband in the face and saying, I forgive you. Because the reality is, is the person that maybe you're hanging on to the unforgiveness towards is a person who wants to be forgiven. It's a person who needs to be forgiven. Maybe the reason why you're stuck in that cycle or they're stuck in that cycle is because the freedom that can be given to the both of you comes when you release them from a place that you were never given authority to put them in. And so I had to have some hard conversations this week. I had to look Kyle in the face and say, Kyle, I forgive you. I had to call my mom and I had to say, Mom, I forgive you. And those are things I had to do and wanted to do and desired to do despite how hard they were. Because God doesn't have a life for us full of hard hearts and throwing things. No, wait, is that just me? (laughs) That's not the life God has for us. And, you know, you might think like, oh, but you and Kyle, like, what do you mean hard? You're like, you're pastors, you're in ministry. It must be easy. If anything, I feel like it makes it so much harder because there's such an attack on our lives. And so, yeah, we have to walk through the same things that you're walking through. We're all walking through these things. God has so much for us that he wants to do in and through us, all of us. God has so much for you. You are just called to receive and steward what he has given you. Where are you, God? What did I do to deserve so much hate from you? You don't ever answer my prayers the way my friends say you answer theirs. You don't ever give me the things that you give others. No, I don't get good gifts. You say you're a good father, but what kind of father deals their kids a life like mine? Alone, hurting, crying out to a God who doesn't even care. Why can't I feel you? Why can't I see you? Why do you hate me? Well, if you hate me, then I guess I hate you too. But I don't want to hate you. I just want to hear you. I want to see you. God, why can't I feel you? Where are you? Why did you leave me? God, can't you just grow close to me? Forgive. God, you want me to forgive? Never. I can never move on from this. Forgiveness comes in layers. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before. But it's like, it's, it's not a one and done kind of thing, right? I gave you forgiveness, so now we can move on from this. It comes in layers, and it's almost like you feel like you dealt with something, and then here you are two years later, life's throwing you another curve, and you're off wrestling through with what you felt like you had already worked through. And that's part of the process of forgiveness. There are layers of it. And so this week for you might look like you're at the grocery store, you're shopping, you're just trying to get some pasta sauce, and that moment triggers something, and you go back to that place, you go back to that thought, you go back to that moment, your blood begins to boil, and you're just trying to do some grocery shopping. In that place, that's where I hope that we can be a group of people that take a look at that tomato sauce and say, Kyle, I still forgive you. (laughs) 
and carry on. <laughs> Forgiveness takes time. It's a process. And today we're going to begin that process or continue that process for those who've already been on that journey. And we'll have an opportunity to respond. But also this week, there are going to be times in your life where the enemy is going to want to come back in and replant that thought. Or you are just so used to going back to that place that it's habitual and you bring yourself back to that place. And we have got to learn how in those moments, in that space, at that time, we just look at wherever we're at, whatever we're at, whatever we're doing, and verbalize. Don't just think it, but speak it into fruition. Speak it. I forgive you. I suck at life. Saying that makes me feel like I sound stupid, which only makes me agree with myself even more. I suck at life. At living, I hate myself. I make the same, the same mistakes over and over and over again. I hurt my family. I hurt everyone around me. I don't do a good job at work. I really suck at life. Why would I be giving a chance to live? If I am honest with you, sometimes when I see others get sick, I ask God to let me trade places with them. I wish I had your sickness. I wish I had the courage to end it all of this mess I have created. I hate who I am, and I will never be able to change all that I have done. I really can't wait for the day my life can finally come to an end. I make life miserable for those around me, and I wish I didn't do it, but it's the only way I know how to live. It was who I was created to be. I'm ugly. I'm overweight, and I'm never going to be good enough for anybody. I am not good enough. God made a mistake when he made me. Forgive? God, you want me to forgive myself? Never. I can never move on from this. Forgiveness is an ongoing process. I'm inviting Kenneth to come up here now for the rest of um, today. And in a moment, in just a few moments, we're going to have an opportunity to begin this process of out loud declaring forgiveness in our lives. But forgiveness is an ongoing process that calls us to this place where we have got to choose to let the walls down and declare forgiveness over our circumstance and situation. This week looked like that for me. And the kind of freedom that I have today is not because I'm sharing a message. It is because I am choosing to let the walls come down in my life so that I can walk into the life that God has set before me. This morning, I uh, was woken up in the middle of the night, and this does not happen to me very often. But as I was awakened, I knew instantly that it was like a God moment and I had to begin praying. And what I felt like God speak to me was that there are some parents in this place today that need to forgive their children. What if the forgiveness that you choose to extend your child 
is the fuel that they need to get out of the cycle that they're in. What if the forgiveness that you have and choose to give becomes the love that they receive to believe in themselves again? I believe there are some wives in this place. Maybe it wasn't an affair. Maybe it was something that you saw that just caused you to feel a different kind of connection or maybe it's communication. But I believe there are wives in this place who need to look at their husbands today and say, I forgive you. I believe there are some students in this place this morning who need to forgive their parents, who need to look at their parents today and say, Dad, Mom, I forgive you. And it's when we begin to step into the call that was set before us to choose forgiveness that we can simultaneously walk into a freedom that can only come when we let walls down. But it's easy to let walls build up because real life is really hard and real things come against us. And it can be difficult. It can be so difficult. I know. But freedom that comes from forgiveness is for us so that we can experience God in a different kind of way and understand his love a little bit more. I've rarely met people who don't want to be forgiven. In fact, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I can't think of one person who did not want to be forgiven. And so your forgiveness this morning might be the fuel that helps somebody out of bondage. We were not given authority to keep people bound, to give people sentences like that. The authority we have is in forgiveness so that we can set captives free and ourselves be free as well. And so I want us to go into a time of worship. We are going to respond this morning through worship. And our prayer partners are gonna come forward so everyone can go ahead and stand to their feet. The band can get ready. And we're gonna respond today by doing something really powerful that we did at Winter Retreat. And I believe has the power and ability to help us move forward into that next step. And so as our prayer partners are forward, what I'm gonna invite you to do is I'm gonna invite you to look at one of these prayer partners in the face. You don't need to give context in your story, but I just want you to look at them and I want you to say the name of the person who do you need to begin to forgive. I want you to say that name to that person. I want you to say, Kyle, mom, dad. I want you to say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And for those who aren't coming forward, it's not time for it to be dismissed yet. I invite you in to come into another round of worship and to be praying over these people who are walking out forgiveness, walking in forgiveness. God, I pray right now, God, that we would allow you to soften our hearts, that we would allow ourselves to let the walls down God, if we can't be real in church, where else can we be real? Yeah. This needs to be the safest place. This should be the safest place. 
God, I believe there are people in this place who truly need a moment with you, a moment to release themselves from the prison that they have put themselves in and put others in. God, I believe you want to break chains. I believe you want to set captives free. I believe today, in this moment, you want to do something in our lives that maybe we have never done before. So I pray, God, that as we begin to think through the people in our lives that we need to forgive, I pray that you would give us courage to do so. That we would follow through with our call to forgive. I pray freedom in this place, God. I pray that we would feel free and understand true freedom that is only found in you. And I pray for any person in here, God, who's maybe never given their life to you or feels like they need to reconnect with you. God, I pray, I pray for those people, God, that they would choose to follow you and surrender everything they have to you. church family, if we can't be real in church, then what, what is that? I know that life is hard. I know life is hard. It's difficult. People really do things that are cruddy, that suck, that are hurtful, that confuse us. Maybe you have found yourself in a self-hatred cycle, and you need to release yourself from constantly talking to yourself like you're not worthy. But if you don't have a place, if you can't do that at your life group, if you can't be that real in this place, where are you gonna do it? And so today, I know I'm asking you to be vulnerable. I know I'm asking you to come forward and do something that maybe you don't feel ready to do. But church family, this could be the thing. This could be the thing that helps you step forward into a different place. This could be the day that changes your future because you refuse to live in resentment and anger any longer. How are you going to have a good marriage if you can't forgive him? How are you going to move forward if you can't let it go? Forgiveness, releasing anger that you were never intended to carry. I understand it's hard. I understand that it's confusing, that it's messy. But let me go first by saying, Mom, I forgive you. Maybe you don't know all the pain that you caused me, but I'm going to verbalize it today, and I'm speaking life over my life. I forgive you, Mom. I forgive you. So church family, I invite you into a time of worship. I'll come back up at the end and dismiss us. I invite you into a time of worship. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment of forgiveness that will rewrite the rest of where your family line goes from here. It is safe and it is okay. And this is the place where I want us to feel like we don't have to come all together. We can come broken. We can come ready to receive healing. We can come just as we are to experience all of who he really is. So go ahead.